Welcome to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here, September 15th, 2021, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, sunny, a little colder than usual, creeping into fall, but we're here. Um, we're going to be going over not really anything that happened this weekend besides trailer. Eh, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the trailer boxing. But I'll be breaking down the fights this coming weekend on the 18th of September. We got Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann in the main event. I will also be competing that night. Not on the UFC card, but uh, Toro Cup in Durham, North Carolina. It's going to a good cause. But... I digress. So we'll be going over the car. There's some people on it um, as far as upcoming talent, as well as some older fighters. Got my buddy Tony Gravely on the fight. He's on the main card, which is great. Full ham. Kutalaba's on the card, so expect intensity. Brandon Jenkins replaces COVID positive Dakota Bush. So, which one of you is? So he'll be fighting Zhu Rong, whose last fight was a decision, lost to Rodrigo Vargas. So new opponent for Zhu. Okay. So I'll be breaking that down, and then I'll also be talking about what's ever been going on in the news. Remember to go to com, write a comment, like the podcast on iTunes. Please five-star review it, five-star review it good, bad. Either way, make sure you hate it a lot or you like it a lot, but give it a five-star and express why. Either way. Also, rest in peace to Norm MacDonald, great, awesome comedian, died with his, died due to a long nine-year battle with cancer, so, R.I.P. So this past weekend, we had a thriller event with Tito Ortiz getting knocked out in like 15 seconds by Anderson Silva. Didn't even need to see it. Knew that was going to happen. Um, and then Vitor Belfort decided to unleash some rage he has still in his body on poor 60-year-old Evander Holyfield and took Evander Holyfield out in the first round. Now, on a record, does outboxing Evander Holyfield look good? Absolutely. If your record was 30 years ago, and it was professional. But this was a exhibition, and it's now. So to me, this was just elder abuse and wrong. Uh, Vitor should have just done him the courtesy of giving him a nice little spa for like however many rounds it was. But he didn't. He was mean. And he uppercut... With the lead hand, classic Vitor style. Uppercut right hand, 
lead with the left hand or left hand and then uppercut with the right hand. And he just had, he dropped Evander three times with that combination. I mean, it was, it's hard to watch. It's harder to watch than the Tito knockout because the Tito knockout, as though it's bad, Tito was like putting it on Anderson in that corner. And then it almost seemed fake. It was like three taps. And I was like, all right, Anderson, these are my cues. One, two, roll this one, buddy, and hit me with the right hand. And then he rolled it, hit him with the right. Anyway. Evander got dropped three times, or like wobbled and then dropped and... It just looked worse. Every time that he, every time Vitor would touch Evander, it looked bad. But anyway. Then all the fu- and then everyone's calling out Jake Paul. Jake Paul ain't gonna fight nobody. Um Jake Paul then called out Jorge Masvidal. Dana White made a good point. Hey dude, fight Anderson Silva. Yeah, and here you go. Yeah, I fucking guarantee Paul won't call out Silva. You're wrong. And the same weight, too. So it's kind of crazy that they're even they're even just, like, tiptoeing over the fact that that's who he should probably fight. But that ain't going to happen. Or maybe... It... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. Caught my throat. Or maybe it does, and... It fucking surprises everybody. But that's really the only... Like, right now, if Jake Paul doesn't fight either Vitor... And, man, Vitor would be the guy to beat. Like, it's not like he's the best boxer. Anderson's a little bit more of a test because he's tricky. But Vitor, yeah, I mean, he's a juice head. But your youth, you have all that natural adrenaline... And testosterone, he's got to he's he's got to lean on that testosterone. And fuck, man, you could probably do some yourself if he's doing it. You might as well do it yourself. And you also be young. Um, just kidding. Obviously. But anyway, he's more. He would be more of a viable opponent than Anderson. Anderson, yeah, you're you're looking to get exposed. I think just because he's actually got a a love of the sport where Vitor and Vitor's back on the juice. He's unstoppable in any form of striking. All right. Yeah. Jake Paul skeptical, skeptical of trailers. 30 million offer to fight Bill Bellator or uh, Belfort bout. They don't have that much money. Clearly, you know. So let's fight. Nate Diaz responds to Vicente Luque's call out for fight of the year. Okay, cool. I think that's a cool fight. I think Vicente Luque, if it's not a five-round fight, I think he beats Nate Diaz. Ooh, Phil Davis versus Yola Romero. All right. 
Jared Brown or Jared Gooden versus Randy Brown for the October 9th card. Hell yeah. Love that. Let's see. Okay. Anything else? No. Oh, Brandon Allen versus Brad Tavares, December 4th. I like that fight. It's a good fight. It's Brandon Allen's. It's almost like the path Izzy took. You might as well take the same one. Fight Brad. Even though Brad's coming off a spectacular win. Um, Yeah. Kind of just. If you beat him, then you'll get someone like. Kevin Gass, like Kelvin Gastel, like you'll get one of those level guys after if you can get past Brad Tavares, who looked great in his last fight. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, how does Raquel Pennington make history? I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it. Okay, Pennington. The most appearances. Okay, so she'll be competing in her 14th UFC women's bantamweight bout, which is the most appearances in division's history. Ooh. Nice. That's ridiculous. I don't really care about that. Here, I'll say it. So the algorithm does it. Uh, Conor McGregor versus MGK. There you go. Now I don't even have to talk about it. I might even name the episode. Conor McGregor versus MGK. Oh, RIP Susie Fritton. She was a hair. She was makeup and hairdresser for the UFC and more to even pe- more people. Obviously, I don't work there, so don't know how much more like she did. But people praise her, so you know, good person. Lost, lost a good person. So shout out to everyone who is. Hurting. All right, let's get to the fights because oh, fuck, man. Goddamn, sports sucks. There is nothing going on. Oh, there's potentially a new um, promotion amongst the mitts coming out with a whole bunch of cool little benefits for fighters. They're going to structure it like the NFL, NHL, NBA. There's going to be post fight insurance there's going to be da 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 it's a 50 50 pay blah 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 high power investors all the right keywords except a name or any company attached or anything like that so it's set to debut 2023 but if it's the case and it's real and it's not just a honey dick um a honey pot a honey whatever 
could be a real trouble for any other organization considering it's going to be structured like any other professional sport. And that just gives more benefits to fighters. And why would you not want to go fight there? Because right off the bat, the insurance, I mean, you become an employer, but who gives a shit? You get post-fight insurance and all that kind of stuff. Um, it might fail just because maybe there is a reason why shady promotions work and shadiness like the UFC works, but the innovation is always worth a try when it comes to humans' lives and their careers and their livelihoods and making money for their family. So you might as well, that's why it's good that it's rich investors doing this and not poor people going bankrupt trying to help other people. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, baby. Some people need to fucking learn about it. Because self-actualization only helps or only happens to certain people. Not everyone has to be self-actualized. Sometimes you just got to figure it out for yourself. But that being said, some self-actualized people are now trying to give back to a group of people that bleed, sweat, and cry almost every weekend for us. And I respect that. So I hope it works out. I really, 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 really do because it's only benefit of the fighters. It's made with I seem good intentions, but shit, man. There's a reason why shadiness has been working in the fight game for so long. Could be a reason. I don't know. Okay. So let's get into the fights this weekend. Um, in the prelims, Mike Rodriguez is headlining against Tefan Nechikoui. Has this dude fought in the UFC? He's 5-1. He lost to Park Yong. It looks like Mike Rodriguez might have a win. Wait, is how much older is this guy? 32, 26. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I bet fight odds are on Mike Rodriguez aside for sure. No. Wait. Hmm. Never mind. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So the main event or the main card worth more talking about. You got the return of Joaquin Buckley coming off of a a win. In his last fight against, uh, or no, he coming off of a loss to Alessio DiCirico, getting head kicked, knocked out. And he's looking to get that fire and sweet, sweet kick game back against Antonio Arroyo. Antonio Arroyo is coming off of a decision loss to Darian Wynn. Um, just getting taken down like crazy. So as far as striking goes, if Darren Wynn was touching him up, then Joaquin Buckley's definitely going to touch this dude up, and he has no thought of going to the takedown. So, I mean, I guess the the threat of the takedown helped Darren Wynn's performance against Arroyo, but 
nine and four. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like it's uh it's to give confidence back to Joaquin Buckley. Oh, let's see. So he had a Tuesday night contender series. That's where he got his name. Which I mean, you're going kick for kick with him. Yeah, it's a battle of kicking, which is cool. But I put my money on Joaquin Buckley in that sense. Um. Because then it comes down to punching. And I think Joaquin Buckley's got better hands. All right. Nathan Manis versus Tony Gravely. Tony's my boy. I ain't never going uh, to bet against him. Um, let's see what this Nathan Manly, or Manis guy is looking like. Because if he can't handle the... The wrestling, then it's gonna be a hard day. Let's see. He's very he's low stance, traditional MMA. Oh, he wild son. I mean, this is first fight. Strong. He's kind of got the same style as Tony, to be honest. But Tony's got more power, and I think his, I mean, obviously his wrestling credentials are higher. And he trains at American Top Team. Like, he's training with some of the best guys. He's made all the right adjustments. Um, I want to watch this fight against Luke Sanders because Luke Sanders is going to. So this guy choked Luke Sanders out. Yeah, he, he has a tough time going backwards, but he's a fighter. I just think uh, Tony's going to be a little bit more, a little bit too much to handle. Because you're trying to, you're, it's like they're both kind of the same fighter in a sense, but like Tony's just a little bit better than that. And he doesn't, he's not crazy. He's very technical. So that helps a lot. Um, all right, so Armin uh, Saryukian versus Christios Gigos. Uh, Gigos just came off of a, Sean Soriano, um, which was kind of a upset win, but I think Armin Saryukian is just—I don't know why he picked this fight. Armin is one of the better guys at lightweight. Beat Davi Hamos. He beat Matt Frivola. He's very technical everywhere. He's young, powerful. Um, Ar- Armin Saryukian would be your best bet. Yeah, he's a seven fifty favorite. 
I think they're going on the fact that Christios Gios kind of like upset the past favorite, and now you're getting you know whatever. But oh, Tony's a heavy favorite. Sweet, Joaquin Buckley's a favorite. Oh shit. Um. All right, Ariana Lipsky versus Mandy Boehm. From Germany. I don't really know anything. Ariane is the queen of violence. She, her last fight, or one of her. I think she lost her last fight, to be honest. Yeah, Montana De La Rosa knocked her out. And Antonia Shevchenko knocked her out. She got knocked out twice. If this Manny Bone chick is any good with her hands... Then there could be a. I don't know. She could probably give this chick some problems. She seems confident, and that's, I mean, fucking the half of it. See. Ariane's best bet was to take her down and try to get like a submission. But I think this girl. You know what? She's kind of old though, 32. Wait, where are my fight odds? Ah, it's pretty even. Fuck. Never mind. I'm going to go with Mandy Bone though. Or Bone, however you pronounce. I think she's just a live dog. All right, then you have Ion Kutalaba versus Devin Clark. Devin Clark is going to have to keep his head straight for this one and not get into the brawl. Uh, Ion is the favorite in this fight. It makes sense, but I feel as though Devin Clark, oh, he's kind of older. That's, that's right, he got submitted by Anthony Smith. See, um, both Ryan Spann and Anthony Smith beat him. His last fight was a draw. Yeah, I mean, your best bet might be Ion, but um, I like Devin Clark. Just because he's a wrestler, and if he can just re- and that's where Ion I feel like has suffered was in just getting taken down and stuff. I feel like a Devin could just take him down and hold him for three rounds. It's a pretty safe bet. That's a safer bet to me than both their shitty striking. Someone's getting knocked out. All right, I'm gonna go with Devin Clark on that one, just with the pure wrestling and control. And in the main event, you have Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Anthony Smith is the favorite. The fact that Anthony Smith is a favorite is the reason why I would put money on Ryan Spann. Because Ryan Spann's just younger. Um, Hits harder. More athletic. 
where you're going to find success is Anthony Smith being able to go five rounds. I like Anthony Smith with his veteran, like, experience. Well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. With his veteran abilities and his experience just inside the cage and with commentary that on itself has be- made him become a way better, calculate, more calculated fighter. And then technically comes becomes better every day just because he is working with the guys at Fortis Factory X. Factory X. And Ryan Spann is a guy coming out of Fortis MMA who's on a one-fight win streak. Uh, he knocked out Misha Serkinov. He got knocked out by Johnny Walker. He beat Sam Alvey, submitted Devin Clark, knocked out Rodrigo Noguera, and decision Luis Enrique. So his only losses to an anomaly and a beast of a man in, in, in Johnny Walker. Other than that, I mean, he's beaten some pretty veteran guys. The most the the most veteran guy he he's beaten is Noguera essentially retired him. Um, so that's where I feel like Ryan Span he can get it done. He's a natural light heavyweight. I mean, when you get that big, you just gotta be real patient. Pick the right shots. Don't let. Anthony Smith take him to the ground, and that's pretty much it. He can, I think, if he stands with him, it's a good night. But yeah, don't let Anthony Smith take you to the ground. Take your back because that's where he's going to win. He's going to drag him down and use the ground. Really take uh, the inspiration from the Glover to share a fight that he had and be the veteran in this one and put the beating on that he had put on once before him. All right. So that's pretty much it. There's nothing else I can talk about or add the energy to talk about. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy the fights this weekend and until next time, stay safe. Remember SouthernScramNation.com, SouthernScramNation, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. Please write a nice review. Or a bad one, but as le- uh, but as long as it's five stars, that's all that matters. Thanks, guys and gals. Stay safe. Peace.